thank you for listening to Changing Mission, a podcast brought to you by the Outreach Foundation. My name is Marcus DePaula, and today we're speaking with the Associate Director of Mission for the Outreach Foundation, Juan Sarmiento. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. Thank you, Marcus. It's great to be here. Before we jump into our topic, Juan, can you take a moment and briefly tell us a little bit about your background and what you do here at the Outreach Foundation? Sure. Well, I have been a Presbyterian pastor for the last 19 years, and uh, that includes the beginning of a new congregation in Southern California. I'm originally from Venezuela, went to college in Brazil, and served as chairman of the board and executive director of a mission organization that focuses on North Africa and the Middle East. More recently, I served as evangelism catalyst for the Presbyterian World Mission. Okay. And I live here in, in Nashville. How long have you been with the Outreach Foundation now? For almost three years. Almost three years. And the Outreach Foundation has been around for 40 years now as we record this in 2019. And... As I understand it, there's 37 countries that Outreach Foundation has partnerships That in. is correct. We relate to the church in those 37 countries directly and indirectly because of their own involvement in different countries. Our scope is much broader than that. Gotcha. But 37 countries is where we have those deep and, and long-term relationships that we focus on. I understand that different leaders within the Outreach Foundation have specific countries that they focus on. Which are the countries that you have been to the most and the ones that actually your responsibility is part of your job? Sure. Well, because of who I am and my background, I am primarily involved with Latin America, particularly four countries, Mexico, Brazil, Guatemala, and Costa Rica. The first three countries probably have the largest Presbyterian communities uh, in them. And also, like I mentioned, with them, we join them in work in, in neighboring countries in the region. Now, China is a part of the world that I am responsible for nurturing relationships with, the mm -hmm. church in China, and also the church in Ghana that is in West Africa. Okay. So I have the privilege of seeing kind of the breadth of what God is doing and how things are so interconnected in terms of patterns and trends and so forth. Okay. Being from Venezuela, with everything going on there now, I understand you've been able to foster a relationship with the Presbyterian Church there lately, and that there's been an appeal campaign to help the people there. Can you tell us how that came about and cover a little bit about actually what's going on in Venezuela? Sure. One of the first things that our executive director uh, Rob Weingartner mentioned to me when I came on board, it was to seek to renew and strengthen relationships with the church in Venezuela, which came very naturally to me. And of course, the situation over those two years have deteriorated, mm. but the relationships have deepened, and not only in prayer, but also in getting to know one another. We've had some of the leadership of the Presbyterian Church of Venezuela visit our offices, and we have been able to also work with them as they have identified their own priorities for ministry, what matters to them, where they want to go, how do they see themselves serving Christ in that challenging situation, and serving the community as an expression of that. Among the priorities that they set for themselves was to serve their communities through both setting distribution centers, 
for food and also meals, mm. for offering meals to the communities, especially those that are the most vulnerable in the Venezuelan society. As you might have heard, the situation is dire. There is very little to argue about in that regards. There is around a 30% rate of unemployment. Wow. The inflation last year was 80,000 percent. And uh, there are talks about close to 2.5 million percent inflation only in January 2019 of this year. So people are having a a very difficult time with the basic necessities of life. I can tell you for one, my own family has been affected by that. In my immediate family, I have people living in five different countries mm-hmm. and also relatives that are not being able to find just basic medications for their treatment. Yeah. So those are very difficult situations. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about what you have seen the church doing there in Venezuela to help the people? Sure. Well, the church has given us an incredible, inspiring example of commitment for you to have an idea. The average a salary for a pastor is about $3 a month. Oh, my goodness. And in the midst of all that, they've told us we want to serve. Yeah. So in response to that, as you mentioned, the appeal came to the churches in the United States as a way of joining those initiatives Mm -hmm. that they have taken. But what they're doing is building relationships with a community. In addition to building relationships, finding opportunities of talking about hope Mm. in the midst of a situation of despair and expressing God's love in very tangible ways. There are about 22 congregations that are serving as distribution centers for the groceries that they're being able to purchase and as, so to speak, restaurants where people come together and uh, build relationships and nurture their bodies as well as their spirits. Mm. I feel like these dire situations where people have so much need that's just unimaginable to a lot of us, especially here in the United States, it provides a unique opportunity for the church to step in and for God to work. You mentioned that the church is is trying to share a message of hope. Doing that in a place like the United States where we have everything we need People are less likely to listen than in a place like in Venezuela, where there is so much need right now. So the churches being there is a huge opportunity for those communities to bring people in, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, absolutely. These are times when people are seeking for not only an explanation to what is happening, that uh, it can be complex and confusing, but also thinking about what life is about. Mm -hmm. And then the church can be there and is there to walk alongside people that are asking those questions Mm -hmm. and offer with respect and with honesty the hope that is found in Christ and not only comfort in the midst of difficulties, but also the realization that they can also themselves become agents of transformation and hope and light in the midst of all that. Absolutely. So we talked about how there was this appeal to support the church in Venezuela. How have churches here in the United States actually responded? Churches have responded in a very active way. We've had many people thanking us for providing a reliable avenue of involvement. People 
that want to seek to not only support these efforts by the Presbyterians in Venezuela, but above all that, uh, relate to them, get to know them, get to see how they're living the faith in the midst of that situation. And um, there are already talks about possibly visiting mm. when things get better and are more conducive of being there and getting to know them better. Yes. And that's what we've heard in some of our previous episodes about how the opportunity to actually go and meet the people and have a direct relationship with them face to face is what brings the biggest transformation in us as we go down and visit. It's not just about finding a way to give and support them, which obviously is a great thing, but it's also about the opportunity for us to find transformation in ourselves, an opportunity for God to work in us as we connect with these people there. That is for sure. Just a little story that I would like to share is my interaction with one of the pastors when I learn about the cost of things, the shortage, and um, her salary. I asked her, how do you survive? And she said, well, basically by God's grace. Mm. So she told me with my salary, I can buy some rice and some chicken that will last for four or five days. And I do rely on relatives that send support from other places. But it is all about God's grace. But in the midst of all that, she told me what we need the most is your prayers, Mm. is knowing that we're not alone. And that sense of truly praying for our daily bread is one that probably gets lost in a society like ours, where we feel that we have wonderful functioning systems that will provide for us. It's easy to forget how much we depend on God for our daily life. Absolutely. So we'll continue to pray for Venezuela, but there's obviously an opportunity here through the Outreach Foundation to actually make a difference in these people's lives. So if people want to learn about how they can support the church in Venezuela, as well as churches all over the world. There's plenty of opportunities. You can go to our website at theoutreachfoundation.org and reach out to Juan if you'd like or any of the other staff there. Juan, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. 